And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Today we'll be discussing how followers of Jesus can be salt and light in secular media on topics related to the culture wars and, you know, all the different things that we get ourselves into, uh, perhaps on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, We're trying to advance a message, a cause, um, argue for truth, stand up for life. We're here with Tom Siselka uh, of TC Public Relations. Uh, It's a just a blessing to have you on. It's a it's a joy to know the work you're doing in the social media public relations front. I look forward to talking to you today. Thanks for having uh, Thank coming you. on. Great. I'm also here with my partner Rich Baker. Uh, we're the attorneys at Malkin Baker, hosts of this show. Uh, just so you know, we do a lot of work in representing churches and ministries in various aspects of zoning, not for profit administration, um, and a lot of the work we're doing in the courts is to defend. Uh, the right to life, uh, defend uh, civil liberties. And so this topic that we're discussing today with uh, Mr. Siselka is of really import to us because we're looking at how to advance the cause, not only in the courts, but also in public relations. So, uh, Tom, would you just start off and tell us more about what you do? Sure. Uh, The pro-life movement, the religious liberty issues that we're facing today in the culture wars, uh, the attack on uh, traditional families and traditional family values has just gone uh, widespread, particularly in the mainstream media, where uh, we've lost in some ways the the culture wars in this country as Christians. And what I do is I work with uh, organizations, uh, many times law firms like Amalcan Baker, other national, nationally known uh, nonprofit law firms that represent uh, pro-life advocates and those who uh, support traditional marriage, and getting the message out that uh, what God has put into the Bible was there for a reason and for a very good reason, and is not just about being about faith or being a Christian or a follower of Jesus, is really what's good for society. And so we work to share those messages uh, in the media uh, whether it be mainstream media like a, a CNN or a New York Times, or in some cases like a Christian Post, which probably has an audience that certainly would be more in tune to our message, to better understand how to counter these culture wars through messages. Because what we've seen is the other side, so to speak, has done a very good job of uh, taking over some of these messages. So they take something like, say, like marriage, where you know saying that we should endorse same-sex marriage as a the government agencies, and as a culture, and they've taken that from the civil rights movement. Uh, as believers in Christ, we know there's neither a, a Jew nor Greek, male nor female, rich nor poor, and that's certainly a foundational scripture that we would look at as we talk about different ethnic groups. However, that does not apply to marriage, and they have obviously uh, taken that over and twisted it, and we need to counter that. So you're really helping... Uh Pro-life groups, Christian groups, pro-marriage groups shape their message in order to advance and be a better advocates. Uh, what have you seen that we've done wrong 
What, what have followers of Jesus done wrong? Both perhaps if, you, if you're following some, uh, one of your buddies on Twitter or Facebook or perhaps even in uh, how we present these cases in the court of public opinion. Well, I think it comes right out of Scripture. You know, God tells us what we can easily do wrong. And one of those things is we don't act in humility. Uh, we're not patient. Uh, essentially, we have allowed the fruits of the Spirit to dry up on our own spiritual tree, mm. and we're not acting those out. So, so for example, when you talk about humility, it's not that I am uh, better than you because I know Jesus and I know what the Bible says on some of these cultural issues. The matter is, you know, Jesus tells us what the scripture tells us to walk humbly with our God. So I think that's one of the first, first mistakes. I'll give you an example. Uh, I attend the Moody Church uh, in Chicago, and recently uh, one of our pastors uh, was addressing the issue out of uh, 1 Peter in the second chapter where Peter tells us to submit to the authorities, you know, to the emperor and to his governors. And he put it in context that, you know, by the way, when we're talking about Peter, he's talking about having gone through a a leader who wanted to kill all the babies, all the Jewish babies. We're talking about at the time he was writing this, Nero was in power. You know, these are not exactly, you know, the people of leadership that you would want to admire for what they did. But yet he said we're supposed to submit to them. Um, so for, for believers, one of the things we do wrong is we, we don't walk humbly because the fact is their sins and the sins of Planned Parenthood, perhaps the sins of the um, uh, ACLU and any other group that we would consider to be opposed to the pro-life Christian message, they're just more public than our sins. And I think it's important that humility is that, you know what, we are much closer to those folks than we are than we, than we think we are to, you know, to God. And it's important that we walk, walk humbly. And then the issue of patience is, you know, Jesus knew that uh, things would not change within the 33 or so years that he was on the earth, that every person would just automatically become a follower of Jesus. So obviously he certainly had patience. He's had a lot of patience with me in my years on this earth. So I think that's important to remember. This is Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker with the law firm of Malkin Baker. We're speaking with Tom Siselka of TC Public Relations with regard to how best to present our message of the gospel in the context of the culture wars. So you begin to apply biblical principles in terms of how you present your message. Mm-hmm. So what would you say in the pro-life? How do you do it? What, what message do you want to present? And, and how do you advise your clients in doing that? Sure. Sure. Well, usually the, the message has to stem from, from the heart. And I'm, I'm just, look, we're on a show, we're talking about lawyers for Jesus, and I'm a public relations consultant for Jesus, too. Mm-hmm. And that really does drive me, whether I'm working for a Christian organization I or a I should add that uh, Tom does consult with our law firm as well. We ask him many questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so if I'm talking to a, a, a Christian or a believing organization— I will take them to the scripture. I, I will say to them, when you're out and let's say you're sidewalk counseling, okay, what you're going to say to the woman who is broken, who is walking, hopefully not, but is walking toward a, uh, an abortion clinic, is not to tear them down and break them down. And so, you know, from a public relations standpoint, we're talking about, you know, face-to-face ministry. In that case, we're talking about Jesus and the woman at the well. She was obviously a very broken woman, had a lot of sin in her life. But he, he knew what was going on. He spoke the truth in love. Tom, that, that's an individual person you're speaking to. What if you're speaking uh, in the context, let's say my context, which would be zoning, and I want to address the public 
with re- regard to what City Hall may be doing to my client in zoning them out or something like that. Sure. Is it the same? Well, it's the same in the sense that you know that you want to express what is going to be good for the community. So, for example, when we talk about religious rights, the religious rights go across the board, whether you're Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, uh, you know, even if somebody just has a house of meditation, which may be no religion at all. And what you find is when you're talking, it's not about that we are special as Christians, but we are looking as everyone else in houses of faith in our community to simply protect the rights, the religious rights, the land use rights that are uh, available to everybody in our community. And people can identify with that. You know, the technical term they talk about in public relations is what they call an agreement statement. What can you say so that even the person who's vehemently opposed to your message and probably doesn't want your church built in a particular area of a community would say, you know what, that's a good point. That, you know, uh, yes, if I want to do this, if I want to exercise my uh, freedom of religion, I don't want the government uh, interfering with, with my right to do that, particularly when I'm doing everything right and I'm, you know, I'm following, following the rules. You know, there's a question that comes up with regard to freedom of religion. That, that seems to be a value that has um, decreased in our society of late. Uh, to make that argument of the importance of freedom of religion, what do you, what do you um, counsel at this point? Sure, sure. Well, well, what I counsel is, is that uh, many organizations, so for example— uh, throughout the country, uh, Christmas time is a, is, a, is a time that just becomes this, you know, this, unfortunately, it's become kind of a caricature uh, battle, you know, what they call the war on Christmas. So what, what a lot of people do is, you know, they, they want to set up a, a nativity scene in, in a public space. And, and the fact is, you can put a nativity scene right smack in the center of, for example, here in Illinois at the Capitol in Springfield, and that's perfectly legal as long as the government is not endorsing that speech, as long as it's privately funded and put up by private citizens and the government is not forcing that religious speech onto the, the citizenry. So I think what happens is, what I would advise is, is when people like the ACLU or the Freedom From Religion Foundation come into a community and say, you cannot set up a crash or a menorah or a nativity scene in a public place, I would say go back and look at the law and see what the, the U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, states, U.S. Supreme Court has addressed on this issue. Go to the organizations like Malcolm Baker, Alliance Defending Freedom, and other nationally known uh, religious freedom uh, legal organizations and find out what the law is because what happens is many times people are – they get a letter, a cease and desist from the Freedom From Religion Foundation or from the ACLU. You can't do this. You cannot exercise your religious – um, speech in this way. However, um, if you don't change, we're going to sue you. And it's really more of a bark and they don't have a bite. And that's what you need to be educated on. Real quickly, if you could uh, provide the ministries, churches out there that may be in need of public relations, uh, what is your you know, website? How can they get, in hold, get a hold of you? Sure, sure. Um, we have Our website is tcpr.net, like Top Cat Public Relations. <laughs> Uh, dot net tcpr.net you can certainly call us at 312-422-1333 and certainly would be happy to um, uh, take a call if somebody has a question uh, typically uh, people call us 
when uh, the, the police, let's say, for example, are harassing uh, pro-life advocates outside of, let's say, a, an abortion clinic and when they're ministering, uh, people will call us when uh, there's a problem with uh, religious rights in the public square. Coming up, we'll talk more with Tom Saselka of TCPR, uh, TC Public Relations. We're going to be talking about truth and spin and how to remain uh, witnesses to the gospel. I'm Noel Sterrett of Malcolm Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Stair, a partner with the law firm Malkin Baker. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R. You can find us, find out more about us online at MalkBaker.com or call us 312-726-1243. We're talking with Tom Saselka of TC Public Relations, and we're going to be talking now about truth. We're committed to truth as followers of Jesus, but nevertheless, we have uh, the temptations of our flesh to... Uh, either spin what we want because we want to advance a cause. Uh, so we spin information. We hide things that may look, make us look uh, weak or wrong. Uh, so, Tom, as we look at the issues of the day, uh, talk to us about how you, you know, advise your clients as to their commitment to truth and what is truth. Well, as we see in today's culture, the Christians aren't getting everything right necessarily. <laughs> And unfortunately, we see that with with child abuse. Uh, We see that with uh, financial uh, mismanagement of churches. Divorce. Divorce, absolutely. And uh, pastors having to step down, you know, perhaps pastors who have been in leadership for decades. You know, something just finally came up. And, you know, the tendency is to want to, you know, duck and cover, to hide, uh, to uh, cover up the sin. But we know our sin will find us out. And unfortunately, sometimes our sin finds us out in the mainstream media. Uh, we had a situation about a year or two ago uh, where a church um, in the Chicago land, Chicago land area, where clearly a, a close relative of the senior pastor uh, was involved, clearly guilty of, of, of child abuse of, of some of the congregate's children. And um, it became public. And the, the church uh, spoke to us and said, well, what are we going to do? I said, well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a lot of cameras showing up on your doorstep. You're going to have a lot of people calling you from CBS, ABC, NBC, the Tribune, Sun-Times, because, and I'll tell you why. There's a couple of reasons. First of all, if the church thinks it's always right when it does something very wrong, that is news. And you can't blame them for wanting to go after that kind of story. So it's not that they're after you necessarily. But they're going to come. And when they do come, if the fact is that you did do something wrong or there's been some impropriety, yes, you first want to call your lawyers at Malcolm Baker, whoever is your representative, and say, you know, is there anything I can and can't say? Because everything you say publicly can be used against you down the road once it's been printed or recorded in the media that might, if there's a lawsuit or some kind of other. However, there's still an issue. You can be transparent. And you can certainly say, yes, we have addressed this issue, and we know we are followers of Jesus, and we know this is not pleasing to him, and therefore, as Jesus would have us want us to reconcile and to make what is right, not just to apologize, but to fix the situation, is an awesome, awesome witness. And I think the other thing that, uh, you know, we saw in that case, and in most cases, frankly, is that uh, the court case, the litigation, the criminal matter, prosecution— that's down the road. By the time it gets there, 
the public has already tried it in the court of public opinion. So they should, in some sense, call both their lawyer and their public relations specialist. So that's uh, what would you say on that front? Because I think these matters don't really have much time for you to develop a nice uh, legal defense. Absolutely. I mean, in the case of the church that I was mentioning with the, the, the child abuse, I mean, that was about a 24 to 48 hour news cycle and it was gone. But let me tell you what the key was, and this is where I think when, when, when they call their lawyer and then either their lawyer who works with me calls me or the client calls me directly, I do walk through, you gotta, you, we got, let's, we're not going to hide anything because eventually it's going to come out, right? I mean, we watch all this stuff on the news now. Everybody's got a video camera right on their phones, and so everything's being recorded. So that's one of the most important things. You have to be transparent with your attorney. You have to be transparent with your public relations. Well, Jesus says that. He says, what you do in secret will be shouted from the housetops. Exactly. And I think that's a really good principle in in working with these. I was actually the attorney that referred my church client to you on Mm -hmm. that case. Mm -hmm. And um, the result of that was that we were very transparent. The church was absolutely devastated by it. But because of the way we handled it with transparency, um, the church didn't split. Oftentimes in these cases, something as serious as this, you'll find that the church is torn apart because of their lack of transparency and and failing to follow the way um, Jesus would have us to do it. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. It's a very practical idea, whether it's Christian, secular, whatever. I have a term I like to call, it's called the trust tank. And every person, every organization, every business, for-profit, not-for-profit has a trust tank. And over a period of time, that tank builds up credibility. It builds up trust. Uh, People believe that this is a good organization to do good things. Now, if you have a situation where an employee is doing something bad at your organization, you take a hit. It's like like a bullet going into the side of a a giant uh, water tank. Yes, it's going to leak a little. you got to fix the hole. But as long as it's full and you fix the hole quickly, your tank doesn't go down to empty. However, if you have a very low trust tank, and it's pretty much near dry, and you take a hit, you might that might bring you down. And we've seen that happen with churches and organizations where yeah. the trust had eroded for over years, and then they take this public hit in the media, and the, the church, as you said, either splits or, or simply falls apart. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker with the law firm of Malk and Baker, and we're speaking with Tom Seselka of TC Public relations with regard to truth, the media, and our message. Yeah, Tom, talk more about uh, now as we go into this age in which most things are tried in the court of public opinion well in advance before they actually get to the merits of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, right now our country is embroiled in the race, racial issues uh, and the strife. How do we Christians maintain the patience uh, before we jump to, you know, our different tribes or political positions. What would you caution the followers of Jesus out there who really want to get involved, really want to help transform the culture, engage on the issue, uh, if they're engaged on fa- Facebook, Twitter, etc.? Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of goes back to an old-fashioned thing that many people were raised with. You know, you, you don't put your dirty laundry out in public, so to speak. And if you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all. <laughs> okay. And, of course, when you're talking about Facebook or Twitter where everything can be shared within seconds, you know, once you say something, you know, uh, bad or, or, or something that's just, you know, poor judgment, is to take that moment and rethink what you're going to post. And in my case, I know and when I'm doing a – when I'm reaching out to the media, number one is I, I don't just send it out. I mean, I usually confer with my client. Is this what you want me to say? 
I usually confer with other senior public relations consultants. How do you think this is going to play out? Because I know that once this goes out, it's out. So for the individual, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever that is, they have to pause and they want to make an opinion, then they better think about how this opinion is going to affect how well the people are going to react to it and their reputation. Because think about it this way. Let's be practical. When you're looking for a job, yeah. what are people doing now? They're looking at your Facebook, your social media, the searching online. And uh, quite frankly, it's not that you can't have an opinion, and certainly they probably shouldn't make a hiring decision based on that, but it's still your personal reputation. So whether it's the reputation of a national uh, corporation or a church or a nonprofit, it's the same principle. It's your reputation that you want to keep intact and to pause. You know, in, in, you know, it used to be when you would write something, you should go away, get a drink of water, and then reread it again. And most and, importantly, I think we're looking not only for our reputation, but if we're part of a church body and if we're representing the name of Jesus, especially on these these very difficult issues, uh, we we have an obligation uh, to representing the Lord and, and securing you know His glory first above all things. Um, maybe speak to that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, because we, we are ambassadors for Christ, right? When we look at our ambassadors for the United States, we want them to represent our country well, and we're in that same place. And that's an awesome responsibility. And so when we're ambassadors for Christ, you know, the, the beautiful part about Scripture is the words are chosen very carefully. And how much more so do we want to choose our words carefully? I remember uh, if you've ever been out in Wheaton, uh, there's the Billy Graham Museum. Mm-hmm. And Billy Graham, there's a statement that Billy Graham said, when I'm going to go before a crusade, literally in front of tens of thousands of people sometimes to share the gospel, I pray. When I'm going to go before the media for the interview, I pray twice as hard. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he knew that while he might reach 10,000 people at a crusade at a, at a stadium, he might reach hundreds of thousands of people through a media interview. And how much more did he have to pause, pray, and then think about his message? That's really important. I think uh, it's something that every Christian church ministry out there should have uh, your name and number uh, simply because you never know when something will hit your church that will put your church in the spotlight, your ministry in the spotlight. So if you could provide your um, information, just how, how can people reach you? How can people find out more about what you're doing? Sure, absolutely. Our website is tcpr.net. That's like topcatpublicrelations.net, tcpr.net. Or certainly feel free to call us at 312-422-1333. And Tom, do you recommend... A pre-planning for crisis as opposed to a post-planning for crisis. Absolutely. <laughs> tell I'm me, sure. what, tell me what that looks like. Well, what it what it looks like is you have a a crisis communications plan in order. You know what the chain of command is. You know what you're going to say. And one of the most important things is is what they call holding statements. So, for example, if if you work at a crisis pregnancy center, you know there's a possibility that someone's going to come in there and trash you on social media saying, you know, I wanted to have an abortion and they talked me out of it and now I had a baby and I don't want the baby. You have to have those messages ready so that when you get that call – you at least have something to say as opposed to no comment. You're probably going to say, we care about the integrity of our institution. We care about the women who come in here, and we will address every concern that they have. Now, you've not said much. You've not made any commitment. But as opposed to saying no comment or you're kind of ducking, you are taking responsibility and you're staying on the offensive even when the, the, the fleshly 
uh, feeling is I should be defensive. Right. And I think that's great. So uh, really appreciate you coming on today, Mm -hmm. Tom. Uh, Just to encourage everybody out there listening, if you've got a a ministry or a church, uh, the crisis come the crises come up. Uh, You don't know when it's going to happen. So I would encourage you to look up uh, Tom online and go to tcpr.net. Um, if you also have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, 312-726-1243. Tune in every Saturday at 3 o'clock. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Again, our number is 312-726-1243. Have a good afternoon. to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody